0: Oh, welcome back, everybody, to the brink. And it's exciting to be back for two consecutive weeks in a row because that's exciting. Um, it's been an interesting week. How has your week been besides work? Give me something. Give me. Give me the goss. What's been happening outside of work in Malloryville?
1: Uh, I sleep a lot. I'm trying to think of anything else. Yeah, job interviews. Sort of. Yeah, kind of.
0: How's that going for you? Me. Me. What, what are you trying to look for? Let, let, let's make this a selling tape for Mallory Foster for future employees listening to this right now, wanting to know who you are. What are you, what are you looking for?
1: Anything but, but McDonald's. <laughs>
0: Anything but McDonald's.
1: And Starbucks.
0: You don't want to work at Starbucks?
1: Well, it's not that I don't want to work at Starbucks. It's just I'd rather something that pays higher and isn't Starbucks.
0: You Now, what was, wasn't one of these ones at like a tea place or something? Yes. What, what, what is this tea place? Do
1: you know what T2 is?
0: I do know what tea two is. It's like that. So you but sell the Canadian version. Those little um tea cozy caddy things, and like what are those things with the little metal things where you put the tea in and you dip them in your tea.
1: Um, a tea bowl? Yes, that's what we call them.
0: Yes, is that what they sell? Purely tea bowls and, t- and isn't that tea? the sport I played? Tea ball. I I I did. I that I did not do very well. I mean, I played for one season, but I played for the Central Bears. I remember them very, very well.
2: Did
1: you win any games?
0: We went through an entire season undefeated and then we made it to the grand final and we lost the final game. So that that was my story. That's the only time I think I've ever played in a grand final in any form of sport. I would have been like eight or nine or something. I don't know. And then I never played again. What was your team called? Which one? I, I don't know. How many did you play for?
1: <laughs> I played for, well, Cordova Bay was where we were. And then... Oh, I'm having a hard time thinking of any of our team names. That's
0: bad. Do you play for more than one?
1: Well, as you grow up, your teams change. Because right. there's different like age groups.
0: You don't say, remain the same. Like, I played my hockey club I grew up was It was called Prince of Wales. And you just grew um, up in under twelve, under-14s, under-16s. You just went up the ranks.
1: Yeah, but, like, each team has a different name. Really? No, yeah. We didn't, yeah. Like, was... your team gets to choose their name. So, like, oh. I had... A team that was, did, like, four years together and a team that did three or four years together.
0: Did but, you win anything?
1: Um, my team came second in districts once. That was one of the worst weekends of my life. No, it was actually really good. But basically the way that our, like, finals tournament goes, it's a round robin and then knockouts basically and so like you do your round robin and then you're put in first to eighth there's eight eight teams and then one plays eight two plays seven and so on and so if you lose one game then you go into like the bottom and if you lose a second game then you're out so we lost our first game and then we won every single other game except the last game so basically we would play a game have win have half an hour to get to to like get warmed up and get ready sometimes less than that for the next game and then we just did that over and over and over again for three days
0: and you you didn't you lost your we last game second ouch yeah. that sucks it was and a you... very long
1: weekend that was the first time i think i ever drank energy drink in my life probably the last time i ever had a monster in my life right because my coach was just like you just have to drink these i was the only catcher on our team it was, it was, was about a to ask really you, hot weekend. I was
0: about yeah. to ask you what position you played, and you were a, a catcher. Yes. Did you say, but catchers still bat, though, don't they? Yes. Yes. And did you ever hit a home run? No. Did you ever get to make it home? Yes. Okay. I, I don't know. Were you, like, one of the... Because usually the good batters go first, right? Mm,
1: it Yes and no. Because the... Yes and no.
0: Were you uh, considered a good batter?
1: I wasn't bad. I I wouldn't call myself good, no.
0: And you hurt your knee?
1: Yeah. How did you hurt your knee? I never hurt my knee. It was a, like, repetitive strain. Right,
0: okay. Do you miss it?
1: Sometimes. Not really.
0: No. (laughs) And what is it you wanted to play in a, a beer league?
1: Yeah, beer league. It's like slow pitch, and you drink beer.
0: So there's no competitive nature to it, or?
1: Well, there is, but it's, no.
0: But if you're drinking beer, how does that work?
1: Like, there is no competitive nature to it.
0: But. but you play, so you'll be competitive. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, all right. It's less than 10 weeks now till we leave, which is pretty exciting. We've uh, booked this little one near us in. She's a bit sad. He goes he goes in a month, basically. So he goes kind of a little bit before we do. How are you feeling about poor kitty? Put him in a little box?
1: Poor kitty.
0: Not not that excited for sad it? Sad kitty. gets taken with us, though. So that's a positive. Yeah. Alright, we're going to go back into some more stuff, and I've got a quiz for you very shortly. Are you excited? Sure. Sure. Alright, let's go back into something else. That part of the show that you always get excited for because you are going to learn all about what is happening in the beautiful part of the world that is called Ramsey Bay. That is right, Days of Our Pies Time the one-time soap opera that we had that really wasn't that fantastic but we tried our best and that's all that we do here on the brink here is episode nine of season two let's find out what's happening over in the bay of Ramsey. previously on days of our pies please let me go
3: i did i didn't do it i'm sorry george i know it wasn't you I just can't believe she's gone. I have, like, been totally compromised. We need to launch, like, the final bomb now. Sorry, bed, but it's not my problem. Five, four, three, two, oh, one!
0: bed cover. He stood outside the hotel room and began the illusion that he was worried. Oh my
3: gosh! Please help!
0: The Prime Minister was inside! Just then, Frank arrives with George, Roy, Billy, Doona and Sheet Cover and Usain Bolt, who are all eager to help. Mr. Jazz, calm down. We will find the Prime Minister. Don't worry, man. I will find him. Usain Bolt runs around the rubble and discovers Prime Minister Arnold Schwarzenegger, who is still playing the Wii. Come on, puny bowling pins, fall over! Stay cool! Hasta la vista!
3: Ah, uh, Major Poop. Mr. Prime Minister, man, are you okay? What are you talking about? Of course I am. I am Arnold. Look at these biceps. That is good, man. Now let's go get some nuggets. Oh, sir. I'm so glad you're okay. Shut up, ass boy. Go get me some lamb sheep and a sheep. I want to speak to the press about this puny town. Right away, sir.
0: Meanwhile, Frank has discovered the pink hoodie planted by Hugh.
3: Oh my gosh, look. It's the pink hoodie that Bed Cover was wearing. She did this. Oh my God, no. Our
0: daughter is a murderer. How could we possibly let this be? Calm down, my dear. We must help the authorities find her and bring her to justice. Just as the hoodie has been discovered, Bed Cover is hiding nearby in tears at her betrayal. She can see Frank with her parents discussing her capture, as well as Hugh Jars talking with the Prime Minister. But she is shocked when young Billy Musibar finds her. Who are you? Uh, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm like, wow, you're like really cute. Oh my God. Thank you. Why are you hiding over
3: here? Are you okay? Like, yes, I'm like totally fine. Hey, can you like totally keep a secret? Sure I can. What is it?
0: Bed takes Billy away and has a talk. Meanwhile, Hugh Jars and Prime Minister Arnold Schwarzenegger go to organize a press conference with Frank, Hussein and George following after them.
3: You guys aren't going to, seriously going to continue with this considering what just happened? Oh, contrary, officer. We must do this more so than ever. You guys are crazy. Where will we go? Where will we live? And where will I get my nuggets, man? That is not Our concern. Now leave us alone, or we will be forced to have you arrested
0: for treason. As Hugh and the Prime Minister walk away, Frank notices fertilizer on Hugh's shoes.
3: Oh my gosh, it was you! You planted the bomb and helped that bed cover girl! What are you talking about? Shut up, puny officer man! Us boy here is my closest friend, and was with me the whole time. Well, except when the bomb went off in the hotel and the gym. And the police station. And the hospital. But I trust him. Then explain the fertilizer, man. I was gardening. Now, for the last time, leave us alone.
0: Hugh hurries Arnold off, leaving George, Usain, and Frank behind. Meanwhile, bed cover has explained everything to Billy.
3: Oh my God. So, like, do you totally, like, get while I, like, have to find Hugh and, like, totally kill him? Uh, sure. But you blew those buildings up. So why should I help you? Because, like, I would totally help, like, save your town if you, like, do. Okay,
0: then. Let's go to the press conference. Billy and Bed make their way to the press conference, while Roy, Duna, and Sheet also head that way. Meanwhile, Usain, George, and Frank also head towards the press conference.
3: Man, these nuggets are good. They make me want to run. That's nice, Usain. George, he was behind this. I knew it. Somehow, he got young Bed cover involved, too. We must stop him before the press conference to close Ramsey Bay.
0: I couldn't agree more, but wait, what is that over there? The three of them look over to see a woman covered in dust. Ah, oh, Frank! George, Jennifer! You you are alive! How did Jennifer survive the explosion? How is Billy and Bedcover going to stop Hugh Jars and the press conference? Will Prime Minister Arnold Schwarzenegger find out the truth about Hugh? And how the hell can the taxpayers continue to afford rebuilding Ramsey Bay? Find out next week on the season finale of Days of Pies. Oh, wow. Can we just say that every single week? Wow, 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 wow. That is um, crazy good, I think. Uh, episode 10 will come your way next week and you will get just as excited as I just did because that's how you roll. <laughs> Alright, well, we haven't done this in a while and that's a quiz. Now, I've literally googled fun, easy quiz. So that's That's what i found for you. So I don't even, I've read like two of these questions and that's basically all I can tell what's going to happen here. So are you ready for some of these questions to get yourself excited and knowledgeable? Yes. You have to keep track of how many you get right because I'm not going to be counting. All right. How many legs does the legs of man have? Two. Three. How many tails does a minx cat have? One. None. How many teeth does an aardvark have? Twenty. None. Which sea creature has three hearts? Octopus? Correct. Which instrument has 47 strings and seven pedals?
1: Um, the harpsichord. Piano?
0: Uh, I'm going to give you half a point. It's a oh. harp. Oh. Uh, whose face was said to have launched a thousand ships? The Queen? Helen of Troy. You yeah, ever seen that. seen the movie Troy? Stupid no. movie, don't see it. In the traditional rhyme, how many mice were blind? Three. Correct. How many bones does an adult human have? A lot. 206. I'll give you the point. That's a lot. How many (sighs) pedals do most modern pianos have? Three. Correct. Water boils at 212 degrees on which temperature scale?
1: Um, Fahrenheit.
0: Correct. Who went to school with a lamb? Mary. Correct. Who sat in a corner eating a Christmas pie?
1: The guy from REM. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Come on, that was great. That was a great answer. <laughs> That's me in the corner.
0: He was in a spotlight losing his religion. I don't think he was eating a pie. How do you know?
1: Uh, Christmas pies song. could be against my religion.
0: It's in the song. He's, he's losing his religion. By eating a
1: Christmas pie. <laughs> <It's not> a- <laughs>
0: That that one the that one the podcast. Um, <laughs> little Jack Horner sat in a corner eating his oh, Christmas okay. pie. Um, <clears throat>
1: <laughs> Not the guy from REM.
0: <laughs> Where did the lady wearing rings on her fingers and bells on her toes ride to? These are all nursery rhyme questions now. They've turned into that. I've tried to.
1: I don't know.
0: (laughs) Not the guy from Smash Mouth or something like that. (laughs) Burnbury, a Banbury Cross. Sorry. Which item of nursery furniture was set on top of a tree? Cradle. Which traditional children's rhyme was about the plague?
1: Oh, um, Ring Around the Rosie.
0: Uh, Ring of Roses, I'll give it to you, correct. Name the once popular boys' building game, which was aimed at developing an understanding of mechanics and electronics. Well, this isn't about Nessie Rhymes anymore.
1: Bob the Builder? Meccano. Yep.
0: Name the doll which was famous for crying. Not. I've never heard of this.
1: Annie.
0: Tiny Tears. Here's one that I've sung the song before, and I know you don't know what this is. Which furry creatures lived on Wimbledon Common? The Wombles. Yes, one was you a have win, told yeah. me. If you rode a chopper, what was this?
1: A helicopter.
0: A bicycle. Oh.
1: What? I did it, know that as well. The word
0: road probably gave that one away. Okay. What was soaked in vinegar then hung up on a string? I don't even know what that is, this answer is. So. I don't know either. A conker. Yeah. Had a bad third day. That's an in-joke for some people. Uh, a couple more. What is the Italian word for pie? Pie. Pizza. Oh. What is the national flower of Wales? Think about this one. Think about Danny Boy. I am from Wales. Remember they go into the room with all the flowers? Daffodil. Correct. Which Australian marsupial enjoy eating eucalyptus leaves?
1: Koala bear. He's not a bear.
0: Careful. Which reptile, according to the song, should you never smile at? A crocodile. Correct. Alfred, an ancient king of Wessex, is famous for burning what? People. Cakes. In nautical terms, what is the opposite of Port.
1: Away from port? Starboard. At sea? Oh. How I many, was thinking of a different kind of port.
0: How many bones are there on a skull and crossbones flag? Three. Correct.
1: What and was... teeth, though. Well. Teeth are bones?
0: Sure. What does the skull and crossbones have teeth, though?
1: Oh, no, because it's only the top half of the head, isn't mm.
0: it? What was Marilyn Monroe's natural hair colour? Ginger. Oh. Name Fred Astaire's famous redhead dancing partner? No. Ginger Rogers. And final one: What is the world's tallest tree? Pine. The coast redwood, one of three sequo- sequoia
1: su- species. Su- no, that you have said it, I can't say it.
0: Sequoia, I, believe, I think. Now I believe that that is uh, it's a hardwood or a, so either hardwood or softwood. But the opposite, like if that's a hardwood tree, then the world's tallest softwood trees are in Tasmania. Hmm. That's whatever the opposite is, but they're not as tall as those ones because they're very tall. So. I see. Uh, yeah, your answer, I think, won <laughs> that alone. So um,
1: I got 11 and a half.
0: You did. All right. Well done. Congratulations. Do you know how many questions there were? Like, a lot. <laughs> Let's get into another classic interview and another bit of a different one for you now. Not necessarily a huge name for you, but somebody who we found very fun to talk to. His name is Stephen White, the voice of ice hockey in Australia, commentator for the Australian Ice Hockey League on Fox Sports. And we had a bit to do with Stephen over the years when we were covering some ice hockey. He would join us for some weekly segments and even joined us for one of the Tasmanian Ice Hockey League Grand Finals to co-commentate with me in the box. So it was a lot of fun having Stephen involved in the show. So this is a chat with Stephen White talking about his career in commentating ice hockey. Stephen White is a Fox Sports AIHL play-by-play commentator and has been a staple part of the media scene of ice hockey in Australia for the last five years. He will be joining us each week to recap the Australian Ice Hockey League and bring us all the latest news. But this time joins us to let us know about how he got involved in the sport of ice hockey and just why he would love to see an AIHL team right here in Hobart. Stephen, welcome to the Brink and Edge Radio. All right, thanks. Uh, Pleasure to be here, mate. It's a pleasure to have you here because uh, we like to label ourselves in this state the home of ice hockey in Tasmania. Now, given, Stephen, that we're probably the only radio show and station that does anything to do with ice hockey in Tasmania, it's not a hard stretch but um, we always like to speak to people who are passionate about this sport, and we always like to find out where you got this passion from. So so where did you pick up the passion for the sport of ice hockey?
2: Okay, well, I'll just say, firstly, uh, being the only radio station that covered it, you're instantly the best. Yes. So by no means being the only is the worst. But um, <laughs> to be honest, in my little brief um history. It was was basically, I saw when I was 10, 10, 11 years old, I saw a a, a videotape of the Pittsburgh Penguins v. Chicago Blackhawks 91 Cup Final, and I was like, well, what the hell is this, you know? And then um, I fell in love with it, and then started playing the NHL EA Sports video games back then, 94, 95, and then at the start, I learned to Rollerblade uh, first, because I'm from Perth originally, you know, when he had two rinks, one rink back in that day, and then two, mm-hmm. um, and then transitioned to ice in 97, and yeah, it's just, Went from there, and so then yeah, here I am now.
0: So snowballed from yeah. there, quite literally, I suppose, with ice, so to speak. Yeah, um, yeah. it's amazing. And like this is mentioning, like NHL '94. I mean, that was kind of the, the golden game, wasn't it? The classic game. We've just seen the uh, 20th anniversary mode, I think, in NHL '14. So I mean, that that sold a lot of people, I think, on, on ice hockey, not only in Australia but around the world, didn't it?
2: Yeah. Well, my, well I actually think my personal favourite was '93 because '94 and '95 they cut the fighting out and and the big hits. So. That was like there was that was the biggest backlash I think, and then they put it back in in '96. But that's the one I identify with as what really sort of expedited my love of the sport. And it's actually quite a common, in my experience anyway, people you're talking to people, particularly in Australia and non-hockey cultures. Yeah, it's video games did it hmm. for them. So, yeah. yeah,
0: it's a combination. I know personally, kind of. Um, I remember playing Wayne Gretzky 3D Hockey on Nintendo 64, and oh, also yeah. that was a great game. And, and obviously, the obvious one a lot of people say too. Of course, is watching the Mighty Ducks movies. I mean, I think that kind of really sold me onto it, or as it's referred to in Australia, of course, champions. Um, oh yeah, but, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's it's kind of interesting, and I know speaking to a lot of people throughout, um, you know, doing this show, finding out where they get it, it's, it's fascinating. And when you sort of say you were role you ventured across the ice. I mean, how how did your ice hockey career go? I mean, do you still play? I mean, is it something that you still do? How how does that work out for
2: you? Well, well, I sort saw, I saw of playing. Uh, I think I was fifth up, begged and pleaded, my mom and dad at the time to play because um, it was so expensive in WA. So, and time commitment you didn't have a car. Um, so then I eventually I eventually cracked and. And away I went, um, so you know, played for WA State a couple of times and then um, went to Canada on a little camp and then I actually had a bit of a hiatus from the sport for a while, about six or seven years when I went to university and life got in the way and um, it was in the background and then I sort of came back to it about um, 2008, back in 2009, I was back in Perth, that's correct, 2009, and um, still back in Perth at that time and I went and started playing again and just, it was always in the background and... It's also a cost of expense too. You know, when you're a student, and you've got to fork out, you know, eight, nine hundred dollars a year to play the game. Uh, let alone your all equipment outlay as well. It's you know, it's not really a student-friendly sport. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, yeah, it came back, and then I moved to Melbourne, and then I really kicked off with the AIHL. So, and, and yes, I'm currently. A, I still play, a, not to any great standard, but I'm a referee as well, and um, and I've now got commentary duties. So, um, yeah, it's just been a you know, sort of a jack-of-all-trades
0: at the moment. So. Yeah, and it sort of uh, comes full circle, as we said uh, at the start there, that you're the play-by-play commentator on Fox Sports for the AIHL. Of course, they air the games on Thursdays. We know that from our Mustangs report, uh, speaking to the guys from the Melbourne Mustangs each week. But how, how does this offer come about? How do you get approached to say, hey, Steve, we, we want you to uh, call ice hockey for us on uh, Fox Sports?
2: Well, actually, the other way around, when I moved to Melbourne, um, the Melbourne Ice, well, I actually worked ATV Productions on and they were doing, the, they were the Melbourne Ice um, streamers, and um, actually they they're all voluntary, all voluntary. And um, I contacted them directly and said, "Hey, look, can I come down and try out?" And they said, "Yeah, yeah, no worries." And that was twenty, started twenty eleven season, I think, mid twenty eleven season. And then um, it was, I think, my first game was the, the Blue Tongues v uh, Ice, and that I mean, that was my first game with Michael Clough who's my um, co-commentator. That's where the the partnership began. And then, then I, they they. You know, after that game, they said, "Oh, you know, can you come back next week?" And apparently, they'd been through a bit of, you know, a fair few um, before that, and they, for some reason, they decided they liked me. Maybe it was out of sympathy, but um, <laughs> they invited me back the next week, and then it just—it's just gone from there. And the last three years, so I'm now doing—you know—I do Melbourne Ice, I do Mustangs, and I do uh, the IHL as well. So um, you, know, you know, every weekend I've got a one or two games. You know, travelled last uh, this past weekend, I just went and did the Battle of Sydney up in, um, in Sydney between the Dolbs and Bears. And I came back yesterday and did all an the nice camera game, uh, which was Fantastic. a classic. Both games are classics. And, yeah, so it's just been non-stop since then. And so it's a great ride so far. So hopefully it's, uh, you know, wouldn't. It's not even the, the second or third
0: lap of the, the course so far. So. Yeah, that's amazing to think that. It's great, obviously, to see it broadcast in this country as well. Uh, you know, as and as you know, on local league getting getting this exposure because I think really kind of in the last few years, um, the AIHL has done a great job in in promoting itself, and I mean the great facilities obviously in Melbourne are helping that out. But are you kind of finding that you're getting more people uh, watching, coming to the games live? You're meeting more ice hockey fans, and also, of course, the thing for you, tuning into Fox Sports and watching it each week.
2: Well, absolutely. Um, and I mean, I can't deny, though, that the work of Tyler Lovering, Peter Lambert, and um, a slew of others in the, in the early days, back in the early 2000s, they started the whole thing, and, you know, and then now it's, it's continued that way. And you know, you've got Rob Banner and Alex Latter and, and a slew of others, so all the local clubs as well, that have, you know, as I said, it's predominantly voluntary, and it's still amateur in this state. You know, it's, it's semi-professional. I, I think a lot of this is growing pains. Um, that we're going through right now um, in terms of the drive towards professionalism, which is the ultimate goal. Um, but I think, um, yeah, definitely the media has, particularly the last four or five years, it's just the media exposure, starting with the streaming and then moving on now to, to Fox and getting you know, snippets on um, mainstream media coverage even initially there. I mean, we had the Daniel Selinski incident uh, two years ago where it was a hit around the world where he got, Melbourne Ice player got run over by, Greg Bay from the Blue Tongues, and that was one of the hardest hits. We had people from Canada and, um, you know, North America contacting about where the hell is this? Come, what league is this? And then last year we had a, I don't know, sure if you remember, people are familiar. to some people out there will be, but there was an, a, an incident where one of the linesmen got uh, knocked out during the game, and I was actually calling that game, and I had to go in and replace him. Wow. And um, that that made news globally. I had Kerry Fraser, who's considered you know the NHL officiating guru of all time, uh, emailed me about that and got coverage on TSN. But just like uh, little snippets like that where it's just gone and exploded, and, um, and we can see, particularly on the stream, uh, when the stream games we're doing, not just here in Melbourne, but also in uh, Newcastle and in Sydney where they're, they're streaming games as well, um, and Canberra as well. Sorry, if they've come on board this year. Um, we can see where the, the you know the uh, network is where people are le- tuning in from, and there's so much international uh, people tuning in, and they're not just expats or people, families of team members. You know, it's just people who have just innocuously stumbled across us on Twitter or Facebook, and it's just taken off from there. So it's been really remarkable to watch. And you know, the, the four short years, four and a half short years, I've been associated with the league. It's just uh, you know, I guess you know the people who. Um, who have been associated with the league far longer than I have, for them, it's just probably, you know, they, they don't know what, what's going on. Like in terms of the, the, the in a positive way, you know, how it's just the inclination of growth has just, you know, expanded tenfold in the last four or five years. So.
0: Yeah. yeah. Do you, do you think that comes a lot of it down to things like social media, sharing the links out online, streaming? I mean, is the internet obviously a big boost for the sport in this country?
2: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, the, the teams are very, very active on social media. Um, this, this, the accessibility of the streaming, too, is, is good because, you know, people, I mean, there are a lot of people out there who don't have Fox Sports and they can't watch that, but, you know, they can go and watch the Mustangs or the, the Ice or the, the Camera Brave or the Di- old Ice Dogs or the North Stars, and they all stream their games. And hopefully we hope to aim by the end of the season have at least two other teams. Eventually we'd we'll like to have all eight teams streaming theirs, but, um, obviously none of these rinks were designed for television. That's a, a, a an issue that gets brought up time and time again. People think that their teams are being favoured. No, it's, it's to do with none of the rinks in Australia, including the ice house with lighting and camera position, et cetera, were designed for television. So what we do is actually uh, quite incredible and quite, you know, OH&S unfriendly in a lot of cases, but we get, you know, we get the job done. Um, and, uh, you know, as I said, we're putting out a good, a good product, not trying to be too, you know, self indulgent or anything like that, but considering what the resources we have and what we've been able to achieve, and not just, you know, ourselves, but just, you know, the hard work of all the, the team's social media and, and media teams and, you know, administrations, what they've been able to do, particularly, as I said, the last four or five years is, is phenomenal, and I, and I just hope that that momentum is not lost, um, and I've got to mention also Will Brody at The Age, who's just been fantastic. He's getting coverage, you know, one of mainstream broadsheet newspapers weekly, and that's drawn also drawn a lot of attention um, to the league as well through the you know quote unquote mainstream channels so that yeah that's that's been fantastic for us as well.
0: I've noticed sort of um, as well it seems that some of even the the, the mainstream radio stations in Melbourne kind of um, pick up. It's particularly when it looks like the Mustangs and the Ice play each other in you know the, the Battle of Melbourne that they, they seem to to really kind of jump on board and get behind it. I think you know I saw Triple M an article then recently um, doing something on it as well. So. I mean, it, it's, it really is great that it's sort of booming out there and, um, you know, it's 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 great for the sport of ice hockey in this country that it's doing so well.
2: Oh, I concur completely. And the, the biggest thing, though, now is we need Melbourne is, you know, sort of established. I'm not trying to be biased. I'm a West Australian. <laughs> but um, Melbourne's established itself as sort of the hockey hotbed um, so far. Now, obviously, facilities being the key. And that's the issue now for the league is facilities. We have to sort of... I mean, a lot of these rinks, as I said, you know, they are built 20, 30 years ago, not with TV or spectators in mind. And as we've seen with the Ice House, you know, to quote, in a field of dreams, if you build it, they will come. Um, If you've got a a really good facility in which is friendly to fans, the teams benefit and the sport benefits. Um, But you also have to find that balance between having the grassroots facilities as well. So you bring the next generation of kids up and um, have... The facilities there. I mean, the biggest issue we're facing right now in the league is the potential closure of Sydney Ice Arena in Sydney and where the Bears currently play. Um, And that's, we're trying to address that. That won't happen for, you know, if it does happen for another year or two, Um, but we need to look at options now so we can, you know, the Bears have a good. They used to play out of Macquarie, which is right in the centre of town in Wright. You know, I was just up in Sydney, obviously, on the weekend and playing the dogs, and they play out in Western Sydney. So that's a, a fair effort for a lot of non-Western cities to get out there and support the team, and the Bears are in Balcombe Hills, which is north of there. So, you know, if we could get a, a facility built in the centre of Sydney, um, and that, I mean, the Bears used to play the pack crowds back when they played at Macquarie because it's right in the middle of a shopping centre in right in the centre of town, and that, what we really need is a, a really booming Sydney base as well because also that's where, you know, a lot of news is based out of and it's the biggest market in the country. Mm, you know? But, yeah. I mean... Um, and, you know, they've got to compete with other sports, but, hey, they have to do that in Melbourne and Perth as well and Adelaide and Canberra and, and so on and so forth. So that's the next step for the league is, is the issue of facilities and particularly Sydney and, and also Canberra um, because, you know, they've got the oldest rink in the league and the smallest. Um, but also, as I said, those grassroots facilities need to come up too. But, you know, I'm maintaining a positive vibe. I think a lot of this is, as I said before, growing pains for the league. And um, it's great to see also there's a lot of... And there's groups on Facebook and Twitter that it's just exclusively AHL fans, and that just keeps growing, 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 and people putting stuff out there. So, that kind of community feel to this league at this stage is is fantastic, and that's what you know you need to found a good foundation of and a foundation on, and then you take it a professionally from there. And you know, in the last two years, we've had Air Canada, APA Group, Borealis, and a few other major sponsors come to the party. So you know, the demand's there. I mean, it, you know, Australians love. Fast-paced physical sports, rugby, footy—you know, you know, you name it—it's um, there. You know, it, it just needs that you know, to be pushed a bit further into the Australian national consciousness, and then you know, it's it's going to explode. In, in my personal... As unbiased as possible, opinion.
0: Well, you're allowed to be biased. I feel because um, it is, <laughs> it's. I mean, it's a sport that really kind of it ha- does have a very passionate follow following, as you were saying. And I've actually only really within the last couple of weeks discovered the AIHL um, Facebook group, which I've I've joined, and it's great, very passionate community in there. Yeah. Um, and I mean, even even down here, I don't know if you've ever actually been down to Tassie, uh, Stephen, and seen the size of our rink. Um, you know, it, it on probably an
2: hockey rink. Yes, yeah, so I, was, I was I was in Tassie uh, in January holiday. Holiday and I went and actually paid a visit, and I love the basketball right. ring, basketball thing at the end of the ring is fantastic.
0: Yes. yes. <laughs> well, it's, it's funny. Obviously, calling the games here each week, it um, sometimes turns into people almost having shots for three points. Um, the, yeah. The, the puck ends up through the basketball hoop, but uh, it's 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 fascinating. I think kind of that. That people in our state, and in particularly in Hobart, I mean, it's the only rink in the entire state. A, a lot of people are still unaware that they even play ice hockey in Tasmania. They go at, at the Glenorchy Ice Skating Rink. You can't play it there; it's too small. Yeah. But um, you know, it's very passionate down here for the guys who do play
2: it. Oh, oh and yeah, and I mean, I've, I've watched some of the the highlights that have been posted on YouTube. But yeah, it's great. I mean, you have to pay three on three. But um, but as far as I'm concerned, like. What we've seen, is a, so this is an example, trying to relate it to Tassie, and Canberra, you know, this city of three hundred thousand, Hobart's what two fifty, two eighty, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the CBR brave that the way the community pulls around that team, you know, they're formerly the Knights and they folded at the start of the season, and then a week later they had a completely new team. It's, they're packing their rink out and it's loud as hell. And same with Newcastle, they're a smaller market, they get fans every week, you know, local media is all over them. Um, Gary Dorey up there has done a fantastic job. Peter Lambert as well. Um, those smaller markets are, are, are great because you have that passionate fan base. I think, you know you know, I don't think it's feasible you can't play Glenorchy, the AHL's never going to let Jazzy have a team no, in no. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you can try it. That's,
0: that's the truth. You could try, but I, I I doubt very much it would... Um, I, I, in in the all niceness to the guys at the Glenorchy Ice Skating Rink, I don't think that's been updated since about 1991. So... Okay. <laughs> they need to do some severe, some serious work before they uh, got it up to any kind of uh, standard for that sort of stuff.
2: <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, I mean, you could have... Also, remember that arcade game from the 90s, the NHL 2-on-2 Open Ice Challenge? They yes. could just do a tournament yes down there. But um but no, look, uh, that's the encouraging thing is through like it, it, they're all as I said community based club um but remember one stage uh soccer quote unquote fly call it football but um was you know minor league status in Australia for years, you know, but I mean we had a bit more of a competitive edge cuz it's a lot more accessible to most people. Obviously meteorological and economical factors are two of the biggest things that impinge on people sort of taking up the sport. Um, because you don't have the luxury of stepping out into your backyard, which is also an ice rink six months of the year mm. um, because it's so cold. I mean, it's the coldest state in Australia, um, but you know, <laughs> unless, you're, unless you're playing on top of Mount Wellington, you know, you're not really... True, you can't, yes. Couldn't have a rink. <laughs> but, um, but no, as I said, I think, uh, as I said, facilities are the key, and uh, I... You know, as I said, you know, maybe in five, ten years' time, if we, you know, we have a really stable league and we've got teams. I mean, Queensland is another place we have to get back into as well. I mean, the story of the Blue Tongues folding there. I mean, in my personal two cent opinion, Brisbane is where it's at in terms of that state where they need a team. Um, so I think that's if we're going to have another team put back into the league, it's got to be there. Um, Queensland's the first stop, and then you know. Um, and also that's after, after, obviously, strengthening the, the the Sydney situation, maybe you can put another team. Well, to have the Central Coast Rhinos, which is on a Gosford there in between um, Newcastle and Sydney. But uh, there's also talk of maybe a, a team a facility being built in Wollongong, and you know, I can't really... You can know, hear a lot of rumours, too. So, um, but as I've said, the smaller market teams, and myself from Perth, I've played in that Thunder Inc. For, for a few years, and, um, you know, that's a really small arena, and they feel it. So... But the, the smaller, passionate crowd... I mean, here Ice, you know, Melbourne, Mustangs are nice. You know, it's sold out most weeks. Um, Mustangs are sort of coming back up. You know, they, they're only a new, relatively new team, but they're, you know, they're getting eight, seven 800 now, um, which is great. Um, it, and but the Derby, you know, it's, it's standing room. Even if there's standing room left, you're just standing on top of someone else. Um, but as I said, the, just to reiterate, the growth and the smaller market teams are, I think, are the key to this league um, and, you know, and Sydney. So... That's where I want to see this league go in the next two or three years because I think we're at the league is sort of at a nexus point where we've got a couple of different uh, potentialities that could eventuate in terms of what direction we've got and, and, you know, we can either could I think in my opinion it's not so much the polarity but we could either really be spectacularly good or it can, you know, sort of, I don't want to use the word fail but, you know, sort of go back to the sort of dark ages and we don't want that because no. it's just been, a, it's just been a, an inclination on the up. And even, you know, we saw with Channel 10, you their let say questionable coverage of hockey during the uh, Winter Olympics. You know, I'm not alone in, in that assessment at all. With, you know, given the, the the feedback they got, and it wasn't great. Um, but the, the the response to that, just seeing that you know even fans that went AIHL fans going where the hell's the hockey at? Yeah, you know half of those people didn't even know we had a league here. And and now since that came in, a lot of people said, hey, you know, come over and watch us. Oh, great! and Now we've got more fans. So you know, it's it's there. The market's. It's just waiting there as a ticking time bomb, in my opinion, and we can either choose to let it go off or defuse it. So, mm. um, for lack of a better analogy.
0: That's a, it's a good way of looking at it, actually. And one thing I will say, actually, just sort of going on, on the markets and that, one thing we are starved for in this state is national teams and national competitions. We only really have, our obviously, our state... Based cricket team, uh, the Hobart Hurricanes, and outside of that, um, you know, we really don't have anything. So, I mean, we're we're on the cusp of returning to the National Basketball League, which this entire state is very, very uh, excited about. But um, you know,
2: back the Tassie Devils coming back.
0: Well, hopefully, they don't know what they're going to be called, but um, apparently, they're just on the brink. uh, Pardon the pun of uh, announcing um, us as a new license for um, either the next season or the season after. So, um, yeah, it it will be great for the. Um, city and state, uh, we're going to be a very long way away, I think, from getting a side in the AIHL until uh, we get a better rink. Which uh, look, who knows? You never say never with these things, Steve.
2: Oh, absolutely not. Uh, I mean, like just just a slight thing. You should have had the 18th uh, AFL license, in my opinion.
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. we don't even get started on that debate. <laughs> GWS, come on. Yeah,
2: yeah. Hope <laughs> no one in Western Sydney's uh, listening to this, but um, no. Ah, uh, but,
0: but both the GWS fans don't listen to
2: this. <laughs> well, <time>. touche yeah. <laughs> Touché, my friend.
0: Yeah. They're off sipping lattes or something. I don't know. Uh, We're we are going to, of course, have you on every week. We're going to get updates on the AIHL. Uh, lots happening, of course. Um, We're very much looking forward to chatting with you and uh, chatting with you about a random... Bunch of other things to do with ice hockey And we'd love to get you down here one time too, Stephen To uh, come with us on a Tuesday night We do call the games every week at the Tasmanian Ice Hockey League So uh, we'd come along, sit beside me And um, you know you can you can watch the games live in
2: action Oh right, mate, you don't need to twist my arm It's my favourite state down there in the, in the, I fell in love with it uh, when I went and visited It's the first time, this, actually this January So I, you don't need to twist my arm I'm just going to uh, think of a story to tell the missus And I'm there
0: I'd like to bring you a bit of a clip of some of our other sister shows that are going on and a fun little clip right now that we'll make the best of at the end of the year. But you're going to hear it now and not have to wait 10 months to hear it if you don't already listen to us on the Oz Network. Over on the Oz Network, we're currently in the midst of doing Australia the Canada Month where we choose two Canadian films and two Australian films. And we basically review them and recap them, myself and co-host Colin. Colin's Canadian, that's why we're doing it. And the first one we did was a Canadian film called Bon Cop, Bad Cop. There was a scene in it that sort of intersected between a pair fighting and a pair having sex. And Colin got confused over what was happening. So let's see how that turned out. After everybody goes to bed,
4: we get this back and forth uh, scene where... Uh, you're you're not seeing the faces right away, but you can clearly tell it's supposed to be Bouchard and uh, the, the sister. And uh, they're getting it on. And then somebody's broken into the house and there's a fight scene with Ward and this guy breaking into the house. And it just goes back and forth. And again, you don't see the face of the guy breaking in. And I remember the first time I saw this. Because um, <laughs> we think Mustache is dead. That's what the reveal here is. That the guy who's fighting with Ward is Mustasha. Uh But because this is just going back and forth with the editing, like, you have a fight scene, and then you have a sex scene, and they're taking place at the exact same time. And then when they have the reveal that it's actually Mustacha, because they were only very discreetly showing the sex scene, you you could – if you're looking closely, you could see that it was Bouchard and, and the ant. Uh, I remember thinking, like, is this guy I, – I wasn't sure if that was a sex scene or not, like – is the sister having sex with the moustache? <laughs> like, wait, 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 hang on. You
0: weren't, you weren't sure if this was a sex scene or not?
4: I wasn't sure, yeah. Um, um, I thought... In how? Fact, I wasn't sure. <laughs> I thought maybe the. I thought maybe the fight scene was the sex scene, and that the sex scene was the fight
0: scene. That's why... So the son enters <laughs> the room and joins in in the sex scene. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, the woman revealing her breasts is actually... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a fight. <laughs> you really don't know sex, do you? Uh can we get Jamie on the line here to but, find out again how you had three children? I just, I'm confused. You don't, you don't know how you get stoned from smoke and now all of a sudden you're like, <laughs> so there was a naked woman, but were they having sex? I don't know. The son walked in and just I, I, I got conf- confused. Think about how confused I am. <laughs> I mean, you've been confused for a long time, my friend. Again, you've got children. You've had sex at least twice in your life, Colin Hilde. I just don't know if you knew how it worked. <laughs> This joke died about two years ago, but I think we need to bring it up again. It's God. all in about Noah not getting dates, but I mean, I'm sure no one knows where to put it in the other part and distinguishes between. You know that bit in Parasite when he starts like feeling a breast? That that was them having sex. You know that, right? <laughs> I thought it's a fight scene, <laughs> bro. Clearly, can you
4: imagine like mine and, mine? and Jamie's wedding night. She's like, okay, Colin. <laughs> it's sex time now, and I just put her in a headlock. Colin, what are you doing? <laughs>
0: You know in Titanic when they're in the car And it's all steamy and they're naked that They oh, had sex best fight scene ever um, Have you seen Fifty Shades of Grey uh, Very violent movie you'd, you'd be flicking cable channel to the adult channel Like oh look at these people They're all fighting Look at them all I, I've never seen
4: a porno in my life Except for the John Wick trilogy That's all <laughs> I've seen
0: And everything on Jamie's computer <laughs> What's this menhunks.com? Nothing, nothing. Why are they not wearing pants as well as shirts? Nothing, they're fighting, Colin, they're fighting. (laughs) So she's brainwashed you. She's legit, she legitimately, like, on on, on Valentine's Day, Colin, you want (laughs) to (laughs) fight?
4: And when we did conceive our children, I'm like, one of us is going to jail for domestic violence. That was just
0: terrible. (laughs) It's okay. You did the right thing. Have a lollipop and don't (laughs) tell anyone. Don't tell anyone. (laughs) Mommy's pregnant now.
4: (laughs) But back to what I was meaning to say, because we have a sex scene and a fight scene literally happening at the same time, (laughs) and they have the same you know, lighting and everything, they're happening literally in the same house, or I guess they're not supposed to be the same house, but uh, it looks like it's the same environment and everything. You can't tell which one is which half the time, especially because it's a very violent sex scene. I just, I'm just i just digging my own grave
0: <laughs> I like I'm usually the one who doesn't pick up on, like, you know, stylish things that they're trying to do in movies. I mean, apparently I didn't get Parasite, but here I am, clearly able to witness... <laughs> Two people having intercourse while two other people are having a fight. I can see the difference. I mean, there's also a bald man who's a bit uptight from Ontario mixed with two other people who one's from French. And then literally there's this scene where she's naked and riding him and she's like, free Quebecois, free Quebecois. That's not a fight. She's having fun in sex. (laughs) In sex, Colin, sex. Wow. Uh,
4: we're going to have to recap a bunch of our movies over again, because I just got a whole new perspective on all of Arnold Schwarzenegger's filmography.
0: <laughs> we need to have, like, just the adult month featuring Eyes Wide Shut, Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> Colin's going to be so confused. <laughs> Action month with <laughs> Eyes Wide Shut.
4: <laughs> <laughs> What I'm trying to say again <laughs> is that the reveal of who's having sex and who's in the fight scene happens literally at the same time. So when all of a sudden you're seeing a guy pin somebody against the wall and then you see a guy pin a woman against the wall and then you see the woman pin a guy against the wall and you see the other guy pin a guy against the wall and then they take off the mask and they reveal Mustache. I thought the first <laughs> time I saw this that
0: the sister was having sex. I, I don't I <laughs> don't understand. Okay. I hope people get what I'm saying here. I, I don't understand how you made it through twenty-four Bond films and we counted intimate encounters. Every single time we did one of those movies, you're probably going, Wait, what do you mean they had sex? That was a fight! Now we know why the count was so off, okay? And then and then like when we watched the room with like the most awkward sex scenes in the world, you just think that Tommy Wiseau is just having like a map you know, he's punching up on <laughs> you know, just having a fight all the time.
4: I'm gonna hope that people understand what I'm saying because I'm going to shut up now.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Colin is an interesting man and a man that is clearly not in the know when it comes to what two people having sex look like. So there you go. If you want to hear more of that, download our Bon Cop, Bad Cop recap over on the Oz Network where you can find a whole bunch of other great episodes to entertain you. Alrighty. Mallory is off to bed.
1: (laughs) Yep, pretty accurate. (laughs)
0: Um, Just... Quickly, um, people should listen to the Benamel Variety Hour. We've started this Jacinda campaign. Now, this week is going to be a very angry edition of the Benamel Variety Hour because Jacinda was in town this week, Mallory. Jacinda was in town, and do you think we knew about it? Nah. Nah. Did we get an interview with her? Nah. Nah. Uh, am I happy
1: about it? Nah.
0: <laughs> exactly. 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 Um. Also, just quickly, last week we mentioned we had just seen Birds of Prey. We just saw Sonic tonight. We're about to record a review for that. Give a quick two-second take
1: on Sonic. I might have liked it better than Birds of Prey.
0: W- well done, yes. I-, I would probably go out on a limb and say I also liked it more than Birds of Prey. And if you had asked me that six months ago, I would have said no.
1: And Jim Carrey made the movie. That's another Jim-
0: thing. Th- this is why he's the greatest actor of all time. Well, big, big call. call, but, but I, I, he's been my, uh, I should rephrase that. He's always been my favourite actor. So there you go. Um, so that's exactly what I was going to say. Uh, listen to the brink. You're listening to the brink. Listen to the old <laughs> Network. I can't even think um, because that's where we did it. Uh, we did that review and other shows as well that we do, which are great. Um, and I think, I don't know what else. <laughs>
1: Follow uh, us on all of the social thank medias. You,
0: thank you. Thank you. I'm hungry. We're about to go eat dinner and record because that's what we do. Yes, follow us on social medias. Like us, blah, blah, blah. Mallory, close out the show.
1: Goodbye. Keep no. sucking. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Keep sucking, sucking those oranges Hobart and...
1: Good night.